Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of Scripture? And in that rock of Scripture we have been reading thus far this year and our Bible reading has brought me anyway to the 46th chapter of Genesis recently. I'm actually out of Genesis a little bit, but uh, I often make note of, take note of things as I read through because the Bible does say that the circumstances and the characters and the, uh, what they go through in their lives, uh, in their experiences, God often use and orchestrates in order to make them a better servant of his own. And I find that to be true in all these characters. So I'm always looking for some instruction that God gives to me. Uh, Either it is a negative example to avoid, or maybe it's a positive example to emulate, things that will help me to get my focus better on the Lord Jesus Christ. Recently, I came through the to the 46th chapter of Genesis, where I want our podcast to be uh, to be taken from today. And I was reading regarding the incident of uh, the life of Joseph and the life of his father, Jacob, and all the brothers. And if you've read that, you're familiar with the story of how Joseph was uh, sold into slavery. It was Judah's idea. Uh, The others wanted to kill him, but uh, Judah was actually responsible for suggesting that we should just sell him, make money on him, and put him into slavery. And so Judah uh, was the one that was responsible for that. And so by and large, the, in, the, uh, as the circumstances unfold, uh, Joseph finds himself, of course, sold into uh, Potiphar's house. And he was put over the entire household and kept all of uh, the stewardship and management of everything that he, that he owned. Uh, and the story goes on, and of course, uh, the brothers of Joseph come into um, come into hard times where there's a famine in the land, and they needed to go find food, and they heard food was in Egypt, and so they made their trip down to Egypt, where by this time, after a stint in the jail, uh, Joseph was raised up from that place, and he was... Uh, given the opportunity to interpret the dream of Pharaoh. And in the course of doing so, of course, it was evident that God's hand was on his life. Pharaoh was taken with his insight and his spiritual discernment. And he may not have known the one true Yahweh God, but he was aware that there was something significantly different about Joseph than any of the wise men that were in Egypt. And so Jacob, uh, excuse me, Joseph is elevated to this second in Uh, command in the nation of Egypt, and he immediately uh, installs a program of food saving in order that when the famine came, then the children, uh, excuse me, the uh, inhabitants of Egypt, and indeed it turns out that uh, around the inhabited world at that time, many people would flock to Egypt because there, there was food to be found. Well, we fast forward to Genesis chapter 46, and of course, all of the interactions with Joseph and his brothers and how uh, jo- uh, Joseph's dreams actually came true and his brothers knelt before him and they're told to go back and to bring their father after he reveals who he is as their brother. Now, this is where we find ourselves in, Je- in Genesis chapter 46. Uh, Jacob gets word, of course, that... Uh, Joseph is alive, and Joseph is in Egypt, 
He couldn't believe his ears. He was shocked. He couldn't believe what was going on. I'm not sure that he understood right away what exactly happened. Uh, he he would find out later on, but uh, none, I bet that made for some awkward moments in family reunion time. Uh, but nonetheless, Jacob uh, found out that Joseph was alive, and furthermore, that Joseph had sent for Jacob and all his household, all of his children and grandchildren had sent for them to come down and to live in Egypt. And I wanted to highlight something that stuck out to me in chapter 46 of Genesis. Don't you think that Jacob, when he was heading down into Egypt, had some real fears and questions? Things were uncertain. He was aware that God had given the land of Canaan to himself, to Abraham, Isaac, and to himself. But we also know that Jacob wrestled with some personal uh, shortcomings that were just debilitating to him. That's why he was named Jacob, meaning deceiver. Uh, he had some real struggles in his own personal life with his holiness and living in a, in a right way, in a moral way before God. I mean, he was a sinful, scheming man in many ways, but yet he was also, we observe, a, a man of faith. God had reached out and shown his mercy and grace towards him on numerous occasions, and you know, one of the things that happens when God shows himself real is to you, how real he is to you, it often really lays bare our own, um, our own weakness, our own insufficiency, our own falling short of what we really ought to be. Because when I see God display himself in his glory towards me, literally, I find myself going, who am I? that God would ever show himself gracious on my behalf. Because I think of my sinfulness and my woeful shortcomings and my rebellion and disappointments to the living God, and I'm actually staggered that God would do that. And you know, by the way, that's a real, somebody testified in church recently that what a blessing it is to read of these characters in the Old Testament and discover everything that they were doing wrong, sometimes some very gross immorality. And yet God was able to work in their life in spite of that. Aren't you thankful for that today? Why don't you just stop and whisper a prayer and say, Lord, thank you for not giving me what I deserve, but giving me what I don't deserve, your grace. I think that must have been on Jacob's mind. Here he had been living, he, he felt like he was just suffered such great loss. He thought he had lost Joseph, and then God <clears throat> remarkably reveals that Joseph is not just alive. Uh, but he's in control, and he has provision for them. Well, chapter 46 says that Jacob was heading down to Egypt. He had some real fears and questions, uh, but he was a man of faith. God had actually given him a new name, and his new name was Israel, because he was a man of faith. And he shows that in chapter 46, verse 1. The Bible says, And Israel took his journey with all that he had, and came to Beersheba, and offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. So Jacob picks up all that he had, and he starts to make his journey south, southwest, going down towards Egypt from Canaan. And he stops, literally, and as verse 1 says, he offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. Now, in verse 1, it's interesting, if you read this or go back and check on it, in verse 1, the scripture uses his name Israel. Uh, 
In verse 2, he goes on to say this, and God spake, un, uh, 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 excuse me, and God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here am I. Now, this is interesting. Verse 1 uses the uh, uses his new name, Israel, and in verse 2, he refers to him as Jacob. Now, why would that be? I believe in verse 1, uh, Jacob is really displaying his faith in his new nature, this new growing relationship with God by offering sacrifices to the Lord. He's literally worshiping the God there that has met his need and provided for him. But in verse 2, he's called Jacob, I think, which refers to his old nature because of his fears. He lived in great fear. And by the way, you know, as believers today, we have the same difficulty, don't we? There is this tension, this built-in struggle between our two natures as well. We have a Jacob nature, the old nature, often called the old man in Scripture. And then we have that new nature through the new birth called the new man. Ephesians 4, talks about that, uh, verses 22 to 24. You know, God wants us to walk in that power of that Israel nature, that new relationship with God. When he saved you, he gave you this intimate awareness of the presence of God in your life. And we're to walk in that and not give in to the old, the old nature, the old man that we used to be, the old Jacob nature. God told Jacob in the next verse, in verse 3, listen to what he said. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father, and he says this, Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. Here is God's promise that I'm going to go with you. I'm going to bring your posterity back, your descendants into the land of promise. And in verse 4, God gives a great promise to Jacob. He said, I will go down with thee unto Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. Here is a great blessing to Israel. Jacob and his sons and all their families were carried down to Egypt because all their hopes were centered in Joseph. Bible scholars understand that Joseph really is a portrait of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, they were given a joyous welcome by Joseph not because they were Canaanites, not because Abraham was their father, not because their own family distinction, but simply because they were related to Joseph and everything he's done for them. That's a picture of the Lord, isn't it? All that I have is in Christ because I am his. I will long to be near him, don't you? We're one day closer in this podcast to being nearer to our Lord and to rejoice in His glory and His power and His provision. It's not long now. Colossians 1.18 says, And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence. Because He's preeminent today, I long to see Him. I long to put my eyes on Him. I long to worship Him. People used to bemoan the fact that Fanny Crosby was blind from a very young age, infancy, or, or, or just a little, not, not very old at all. And she said, oh, don't feel sorry for me. You've seen all the delights of this world, basically. But she said, the first sight that I'm ever going to see is the face of my Lord. That's where we long to be, isn't it? 
And so we're praying that God will even send His Son to come quickly. Draw near to the Lord today, won't you? Keep your eyes fixed on Him. And I'll tell you, you'll never be disappointed. God bless you.